0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. Our second reading comes from the book of Acts in the ninth chapter. Listen again for God's word to us today. Now in Jaffa. There was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. Now, she was devoted, full of good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and she died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Jaffa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, please come with us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All of the widows stood beside them, weeping, showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside. He knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body, and he said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand. He helped her up. Then, calling the saints and the widows, he showed her to be alive. And this became known throughout Joppa. Many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. And this too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Her obituary was short but the line to get into the church for her funeral was long. It wrapped around the building. The obituary read simply, Dorcas, Tabitha of Jaffa, died again this week. Miss Tabitha was a follower of the way and a gifted seamstress. She loved Jesus, her Lord and Savior. She served women She was devoted to the widows of this community. She will be missed by many and remembered among the saints of the Lord. Funeral service is to be held at the synagogue by the sea in Jaffa. It was not Tabitha's first obituary, but it was her first funeral. Her first obituary came a few years earlier, the last time that she was sick the last time she died. That time she was surrounded by family and the women she loved when she died. There was a great deal of wailing. Grief flowed from the widows of Jaffa with more force than the Jordan River after a long reign. This time, Tabitha was very old when she died. She had not been sick. Tabitha had just finished sewing a tunic for a young mother whose husband had died suddenly of a heart attack while working in the fields. They had been a very poor family, and the young widow had nobody else. Tabitha had a special place in her heart for women just like this. She had been among the first to show up with fresh bread and and warm stews when a woman lost her husband or a child. She knew exactly what not to say, exactly the right amount of help to offer, and, and how to slip out at just the right time. She had a special eye for the practical needs new hand towels whisking away bedding and returning it with the holes patched, patches on the knees of little boys' jeans, and always a a gorgeous new tunic or shawl for a grieving widow. Tabitha had just finished the final stitches on just such a tunic. It was one of her best, she had to admit. She inspected the seams. There was not a single stitch missing not a, a a stray thread then tabitha deftly embroidered the hebrew words zikrono Livraha on a small pocket inside the top left of the tunic where a broken heart would gently beat against it it means may his memory be a blessing these final stitches were her signature prayer for just the woman to know about. As Tabitha knotted the thread, she bit off the end, she smoothed the soft purple linen, she folded it carefully and tied it with a cotton string. Her hands were those of an old, old woman, but they were sure and strong. She sprinkled the tunic with a little lavender water and, and tucked a sprig of dried rosemary under the string. She held the bundle to her face and breathed in slowly. She whispered Psalm 27, 14. Trust on Yahweh. Be strong and take courage for your heart. Trust on the Lord. Tabitha knew the young woman would wear that tunic for her husband's funeral, and she hoped that the scent would soothe and comfort her. She placed the garment on a table by the door. The woman who helped her with deliveries and some of the cleaning and baking would, would be by later to pick it up. Tabitha kissed her fingers and touched them to the fabric. She was tired. She wanted to lie down for a bit before starting the shawl for her friend Judith, whose husband Simon was dying. But it would have to wait Besides, she needed to leave some work for the women that she had been teaching. They were eager to share what they were learning, and they were eager to share the love and comfort they had once received from Tabitha themselves with other women in need. As Tabitha lay down on her bed. She pulled her soft cotton sheet over her. She closed her eyes. She smelled the lavender. She felt the light streaming into the room. She breathed deeply and was asleep. And she did not wake up again. After this death, there were tears, certainly, and she would be dearly missed. But mostly a great love and gratitude wrapped itself around the women of Jappa. Tabitha was beloved, But everyone who knew her knew how much she loved Jesus and how happy she would be to finally rest from her labors of love, her joyful work as his honored disciple. As a follower of the way, she had showed many women such deep love and care when they were at their most heartbroken, their most desperate, their most lost. They clung to her. She had taught them all about Jesus, the the people he cared for, told them of his miracles, most of all the way that he had died but was raised again to lead all of his children into life forever in his kingdom. She was a modest but devoted follower of the way, and many of the women she cared for became Christians as well, but she served women no matter if they were Hebrew or Greek Jewish or Christian or worshipers of the Roman gods. When a woman came to know the love of Tabitha, they came to know the love of Jesus. At some point, they all held her hands or clung to her neck or buried their faces into her chest to heave great sobs, struggled to find words to thank her, not just for clothes, but for all of it for the love that flowed out of the great well of grace within her, she would hold them close and say, we love because he first loved us. Luke, who is the author of the book of Acts, does not tell us about Tabitha's second death. We can presume that it did occur, and this is how I imagine it, based on what he does so carefully tell us about her first death. Tabitha was one of the earliest disciples of Jesus. We don't know how she came to believe in Jesus, whether she met him once as he walked the earth or if someone had told her about him, but, and then her, her heart burst into faith. What Luke wants us to know is that she was a devoted woman disciple. He wants us to know her name, all of it. Dorcas, her Greek name. Tabitha, her Aramaic name. She was multicultural, a Greek-Jewish follower of Jesus. She was among the first Christians in the world and greatly admired in the earliest church. Luke was very careful that we see and honor Tabitha. Luke says that she was full of good works and Acts of charity. I love that image. Someone full of good works and acts of charity. When she died her first death, her body was carefully cleaned according to Jewish custom. Likely it was some of the same women she had once served who now served her, caring for her body with dignity. But her death filled them with grief. And they sent for Peter, who was one of Jesus' disciples who had recently healed a man in a nearby town. Certainly they had heard. He had also been present with Jesus when, when he once brought a young girl back from the dead. They were weeping. As they were weeping, Luke says they were holding the clothes and the tunics that Tabitha had made for them. Luke is such an incredible storyteller to use these subtle details to communicate so much about Tabitha, what she meant to her community. I I imagine the impulse in our day when when somebody dies to bring casseroles or if someone dies tragically in our neighborhood to set up balloons and pictures and posters. And and when we get together, we want to tell their stories. And I just imagine in in, around Tabitha's death, what, what she meant to these women that, that they had to search their homes, probably not very hard, but they had to, to, to bring with them things that she had made for them to come and see her. That impulse, she made this for me. I, I, I want, Peter, I want you to see what she did for us. I had to bring this thing that she gave me. We're exploring in this sermon series this spring the details of the early church in Acts. And Luke made sure that Tabitha was not only honored, but that her value was understood by so many generations of Christians after her, because she teaches us core values of the church, to care for those in need, especially the most vulnerable as many widows in ancient Rome would be. Tabitha shows us the way that we can impact lives by simple and yet consistent acts of caring. The women who are mourning Tabitha's death not only want Peter to restore her life, they want him to see what she did for them. These women highlight Tabitha's work by bringing the clothes that she had made. They, too, are teaching us a core value of the early church to highlight and bring awareness to the work of women in our midst. It's fitting on this week, this week like this, and on Mother's Day, we get to meet Tabitha. We don't know whether she was a mother or not, but we know she did important mothering work, gathering women around her to build them up as people and as Christians the way Jesus did mothering work when he said he so desired to gather his children under his arms, the way a mother hen gathers her chicks. The church is called to be a community of care and compassion, gathering those who are wounded and offering healing, gathering those who are mourning and offering comfort, gathering those who are lost and offering compassionate guidance, belonging, And like Tabitha gathering, women who would be facing tough choices in a time of grief and offering them community and belonging through acts of love. I love how Luke describes her. When I think about what the world, what our community needs from followers of Jesus today, I don't think of celebrity preachers. I don't think of fancy buildings, packed worship services. I think of Tabitha because she knew what it really means to be a follower of Jesus, that it means being aware of the unique needs of others and tending to them with dignity and devotion. I think Tabitha teaches us about the church at its best. Tabitha reminds me of some women that I think of after my grandmother died, who never left us alone, but quietly fixed us plates of food and whisked away dirty dishes and wiped tears and cried at just the right time, but also knew how to lighten the mood with a funny story about my grandmother at just the right time. And Tabitha reminds me of of Dana and Jane and Nancy and Lynn, who when Lydia Grace was born, all felt compelled to make quilts for her. Tabitha reminds me of so many here who throw baby showers for mothers in the neighborhood, for us when River was born. Tabitha not only helped women with what they needed, she helped them find a place, their place in the community. She showed them that they were not alone. So when she died, they flocked to her. They begged for her to come back. They clutched reminders of her, the clothes that they made for her. They could smell her on them. I like to think that many years later when she died again, that when the women gathered again to clean her body, they carried something even greater that she had given them, the faith that, that they now carry, faith that she is now at rest in the arms of her beloved Savior, and the assurance that they will be okay because now they have each other, community of care that she helped give them, and maybe even a craft that she taught them and a ministry. How many of those women wiped a tear at the loss of Tabitha, but then went on to carry on her work, the ministry of caring for widows and flowing with deeds of compassion. She gave them comfort, but she also gave them community. She helped them discover a greater purpose in serving God by caring for each other and those in need. Imagine a Tabitha ministry right here in this church. The nurses who care for women outside of our doors who are trapped in the sex industry. The cooking classes for children in the basement, equipping youth with knowledge and skills. I think about the civic education done by Power to the Hill, empowering the community to advocate for what it needs to thrive, offering a value in this place, belonging. This is the church that follows Jesus by following in the path of Tabitha and the women that she inspired. And by the power of the Spirit, she is alive and thriving among us today. And thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs> You have been listening to the Sermon Podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church, as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you, and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you.